We're your hosts, Dana and Kara, and this is From the Mouths of Babes. Our goal and mission is to have conversations that uplift and empower everyone to reach their potential, know their ultimate goodness, recognize their babehood, and use their voices for good. Being a babe isn't about being perfect. It's about feeling confident and embracing your individual beauty. That's why we love Babe Lash. The Babe Lash Collection will give you the look of full fluttery lashes you wish you were born with. It's a growth serum that will give you longer and fuller lashes in just six weeks. Follow the link in our show notes and use our code BABECREW10 for a discount on their products. That's B-A-B-E-C-R-E-W-1-0. Coming to you live from our closets, it's from the mouths of babes. Correction. We've upgraded and we are no longer in our closets. In fact, welcome to season two. We are so excited to have you and we are excited to give some life updates and podcast updates, but we're just excited to be here. Hey, yes. Hey, babes. Welcome back. We've had a, we've had a longer break than I think we planned for originally. And that's because Dana and I have both had significant life alterations happen in the last few weeks and months. Uh, Do you want me to start? Yeah. Kara, take it away. Give us an update. Okay. Here's my update. So right before Dana had the baby, I came out to Utah to do a retreat, like a therapeutic experiential weekend. There we go. That's what it was. And in that time, we decided that I should start looking at houses in Utah. And we stopped by a friend's house who was building their building their dream home. And they were like, hey, we're going to be closing in January on our dream home. You want to maybe think about buying our house? And we'd like jokingly talked about it off and on for a while, but to me, it didn't really seem like a good idea to uproot our kids in January, (laughs) Uh, but we decided to do it anyways. And it's mostly working out. I think everything's really fallen into place and it relatively relatively painless transition. So yeah, we now live in American Fork, Utah, no longer outside of Dallas. And we got here, yeah, the beginning or middle, yeah, 15th of January. So we've been here just about a month at this point when we're recording and we're trucking along. (laughs) Our kids are in a charter school. Our kids are in a charter school and they are kind of struggling. It's totally different type of curriculum and different way of teaching. And so it's a lot more structured and strict, a little less like literal wiggle room for the kids. So like like space wise. Yeah. No, it's just like, I volunteered in the classroom and the teacher's been like, stop moving, stop moving. You're not allowed to be playing with your pencil right now. And it's like kids fidget y'all. That's why we have fidget things. Yeah. And like we, we have, there's studies that show that if kids are able to fidget, they can focus their brain on what they're listening to. And so I kind of 
have to like keep my mouth shut <laughs> so far I'm like tone it down they're kids they're in second grade and they're I this curriculum is a year ahead in math so like they're already like well into multiplication tables and I'm like why and there's really hitting that hard and the pressure is really there but overall like their special needs program really is supposed to be better and you know the kids should still be getting access but that's kind of been stressful for me (laughs) I've been really struggling with like feeling like I'm doing the right thing for my kids and like adequate as a mom because they do spelling tests too. And Gavin, like my kids are not doing well with spelling. And I'm like, I can't spell. I literally still spell in my head. Beautiful. B-E-A-U-tiful. Okay. Like still have like spelling tricks and I can barely do multiplication tables. (laughs) So Luke would tell you that multiplication tables are actually my best uh, assets. I got the multiplication tables down, but I still add them subtract with my fingers. So I do too. I totally do. And I learned like songs to memorize the multiplication tables when I was a kid. So I have to like mentally sing the song 918, 27, 36, 45. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like trying to teach my kids those things. So I'm like, that's how I learned it. So I don't know the other way. Um, yeah, I'm just like, the move has been hard for me. Like I, I really barreled down like, cause we sold the house, like in a week, we listed it, sold it in a week and then had two months to like pack. And I was still working and the holidays. So I was just like, there's no crying in baseball and I have to focus. And so I, I knew that I wasn't giving myself like the space to like process and like, or grieve moving and so I kind of told myself, okay, after two weeks of being in Utah, I can have a mental breakdown, which is happening. So I'm right there in that space of like feeling like I suck at everything and I'm not fulfilled and I'm not doing anything good in the world and <laughs> I want to explode it all. So today I had to make a, a conscious decision to like wake up happy and like do things for myself. I did a spin class at the gym, mm-hmm. that. which is really Trevor's thing. And I've just never been like super comfortable. I've always felt like pretty t- critiqued by teachers. I don't like <laughs> in Texas, I was just constantly getting like called out. Your form's not good. You're too bouncy. I'm like, my butt is 90% of my mass. It's going to bounce. That's, I don't have control. That's why you need a Peloton so that you can just do it in the privacy of your own home. And you don't have to worry yeah. about instructors actually Trevor's, seeing you. Trevor's really hitting wanting that hard, but he also wants an expensive road bike. So mm. I choose, like make a decision. Yeah. But I did one and I feel, I felt really good. And I felt I woke up happier and I'm like, okay, it's just a little chemical depression, a little situational. Like I can still find joy in my life even though like I have to consciously choose to find joy in motherhood and that's still hard. So, and then every stage comes with like new challenges of like being a mom and for my kids and their needs and their attitudes. So it's, that's where I'm at in my life and, you know, trying to um, maintain connection in my marriage and keep that healthy and, that's a whole 
conversation (laughs) in and of itself. And I, I think I know that all marriages relate to that. Sometimes my marriage feels extra special. And so it's hard to like separate the uniqueness of my marriage versus just what more normal marriages go through. And so I need to get back in therapy. That's the self-care I need to do. I've been considering doing a life, a life coach course. Mm, and cool. just, I feel like that would like teach me a lot. Like, and I really enjoyed the aspect of the experiential weekend that I facilitated in other people's processes. And I felt like I was really good at it. And I felt like I have the good, I have, I, I don't know if I would consider myself an empath. I probably in the traditional sense. Yes, I am. And I feel like I just had really good intuition about what people needed to hear. And the spirit was using me as a tool and like, I could very clearly hear the spirit in those moments. And so I'm like, maybe this is what I need to do to like help myself and maybe help other people in the future. So that's all like, just trying to decide what I want to be when I grow up today. (laughs) Aren't we all? Yeah. So I just feel like I have a lot of different little paths and then I get overwhelmed. I get decision fatigue. So then I don't do anything and I just go back to bed. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my update is that we're just, you know, moving in and finishing the basement of this house. And then we can properly like move in the rest of the garage and hopefully cope with day-to-day life. All right, Data. How about you? What's your update? Well, before I give my update, I just think it's really pertinent that a lot of what you said, I think I can certainly relate to. I'm going through it in my own life and I'm sure there are many of our listeners who might be going through similar things, but a few things that you said that stuck out to me, one, this idea of like trusting your gut, trusting your intuition and how that is really all we have. Um, Yeah you know, I think, and I've thought a lot about a lot about this recently. Um, obviously my faith is something that is really important to me. And the way that I navigate life is through the lens of believing that there is a God, that there are heavenly parents that love us, that have our best interest in mind. Um, that there is, you know, a third member of the Godhead besides Christ and heavenly father, that there's the Holy ghost that helps, you know, guide our intuition, helps us to maximize our opportunities by giving us impressions. And I've thought a lot about, well, if I didn't, I didn't have that, how would I really make big decisions in my life? Because I think to your point, then we get this decision fatigue and this overwhelming feeling of like, how do I make choices that are best for me and best for my family? Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting today. I feel like I got a lot of clarity, even just with this of, you know, our intuition, our, our gut, um, our feelings are, you know, this, the impressions we get from the Holy ghost, that really is what can help us in our lives and ground us when we're making decisions. Um, because, just like Kara, Luke and I are getting ready to make a move for our family. So we've lived here in Seattle, um, for 
almost five and a half years. And he has always had a dream to work at Nike and he finally gets to live out that dream. And he just got his, just got a job at Nike. And so we're going to be moving to the Portland Beaverton area. Um, and similarly to what Kara was saying, the housing market is nuts right now. And so it has been extremely stressful trying to find a home and set down roots for our family. But I think like even today, like I'll just, you know, share what's going on personally with me. Like there's this house that is right across the street from Luke's brother's house. And they went over there and were like, Hey, are you getting ready to sell? Cause they were doing a bunch of updates. And she's like, yeah, we are getting ready to sell. And he's like, Oh, well, my, my brother and his wife are, are looking for a home. They'd love to come look at it. So we went and toured it and loved it. We love the house the, because the market is so crazy right now new houses are coming on each week, but the inventory is really low. And so it's this stressful balance of like trusting your gut and your intuition and the things that you're like, okay, I feel good about this house or, you know, feeling the anxiety and the stress about potentially losing out on another opportunity, you know? And so Mm -hmm. when I was talking with, with Luke about it, I'm like, all we have is, is our intuition. All we have are the good feelings and that's what we have to go off of. And that's what we have to trust and hope that everything will work out. And I know for a lot of people that might not be enough, but for me, that's the only thing that gives me hope that, that, you know, things will work out and we'll end up where we're supposed to be. And, and for now, like I'm going to pursue the course that I feel like is highlighted and best for us. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Send all the good vibes and prayers. Yeah. That is really exciting. And I hope that I mean, I know that whatever, if there's something critical that needs to happen in your life and you need to be in a certain place at a certain time, then doors open. Yeah. And like, that's, I'm not really good at, <laughs> at discerning, like if the spirit in particular is like giving me an answer or not, but I do know that for us, if the Lord wants us to be somewhere, we we end up there regardless of like what we think is going to happen or anxieties and whatever. I also just am really good at being like, Jesus, take the wheel. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> that's enough. That's probably an unhealthy like thing that I do. I'm like somebody else make the decision. I'm done, but it's, uh, it's worked. It's suited me quite well so far, like to just like close my eyes and leap. Like, <laughs> And it's okay. Interesting. It's interesting that you say that though, because I think that there's a lot of discussion around that, um, on social media. I've had a lot of discussions with friends and family. Um, you know, in, on our podcast, we talk a lot about religion and faith and that can be a really challenging thing, um, right now. And, um, in one of the most, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, even in some of our conversations we'll have this season, we will talk about how to navigate, um, feelings from the spirit and how to take responsibility for our choices and not just like put it on a godly figure to say, like, figure out my life for me. Because I, I think that that's the balance is that we do have a choice and we have to choose to listen to the impressions that we're receiving, um, and act for ourselves rather than be acted upon. 
Yeah, that is a really good point. And I, I think that just takes, I mean, that that's something I need to take ownership of my life, <laughs> but I, I don't know that I want to take ownership of my life sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, but yeah, that discussion that we're going to have with Danielle Calder that Dana and I were, have already had, but you guys have not been able to hear yet. It is really enlightening and it it's sometimes I think we all need to hear that we are in charge of our own destiny to a certain extent and that the choices are ours regardless of pressures around us. And I don't think like I I firmly believe that I have a specific journey in this life that I agreed to go on and a mission to fulfill, I think is essential to my eternal identity. And so I think, but I think a lot of people just need the freedom to feel like they truly have agency over their path. They're agents for their own destiny and their own good. Um, and that can be really important for people, especially if they've grown up in a very controlled environment or unhealthy environment, um, or had a lot of experiences with like unrighteous dominion over them. And that can be a really healing thing. And I'd say that I also like, that's been part of my journey to say, like, I'm allowed to set boundaries. I'm allowed to decide what's right for me, what's right for my family, regardless of like the expectations of those around me. Yeah. And, but that's new for me. I felt like living up to certain people's expectations was the most important thing when I was young, young and dumb. And now I'm old. And I don't have time for BS. So I, so yeah, I just, I'm really excited to have those conversations out for all of our listeners and to re-listen to them myself and be reminded. Yeah. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for us to do more learning and growing. I'm excited for our listeners to do learning and growing. Um, I think we've got some good things coming. So I kind of want to go back and just touch base again on like what the purpose of this podcast is, especially if you're Mm -hmm. just tuning in now um, and maybe you haven't listened to the first season. First of all, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Um, So our our name is called From the Mouths of Babes and it has lots of different um, avenues of what that portrays and what that means. Initially, when I was thinking about naming this podcast, I did want it to be a place where we could talk about faith and it is a very well-known, um, phrase within the Bible, um, out of the mouth of babes from the mouth of babes. Um, and there's a scripture in particular that I thought was really interesting. I think it's in like Psalms where it says out of the mouths of babes, hast thou ordained strength and So one, I think we can take that as like each of us in our babehood 
in our personhood, we have strength and um, we are ordained with strength and that strength and those words can be imparted to others. Um, and another scripture that I really love that's in the book of Mormon um, and Alma, it talks about how he imparts his word through angels to men, but not only men, but women also and little children and that they have words given unto them, which confound the wise and the learned. And I think that's a big part of us coming and talking on this podcast is so that we can all, you know, be angels and uplift one another, that we can um, have words given to us to impart to other people in their circumstances, to give them hope, to give them peace, to help promote change, to help promote healing. And, and so, you know, if you're here for that, you know, we're, we're so glad. Um, the other part of from the mouths of babes is our kids and man, they, boy, do they have things to say too. So throughout each episode, we'll have a special segment. It's called, this came out of the mouth of my babe, where we share funny stories that came from our wee little babes. Um, and that bring us joy. And then also just this aspect that I kind of mentioned earlier of, we each have uh, divinity within us, this babehood, um, this power, and how can we feel confident in that? And how can we show up for ourselves and love ourselves so we can in turn show up for others in our lives? And so that's kind of just a, a basic overview of what our our name is about and you know why we record and, and have these conversations because we're moderating conversations so that we can all grow and heal and have fun and laugh. Yes. And I just think that everyone has a story Yeah, and I, I love to hear other people's stories because I don't know that much. I want to learn from those that have learned before me. And I want to laugh with you. I want to cry with you or mourn with you. And that connection with other people that has really changed my heart and helped me create real much deeper relationships than I really comprehended that we need as yeah, humans and, sure. and that deep in that relationship, my desire to have really personal relationships with our heavenly parents and Christ. I think I've heard that like throughout, uh, throughout my life and just thought that that was just a cliche thing, but like, well, if you, you know, Jesus, then you just know Jesus. Like, <laughs> and it never really seemed that personal until I went looking for them and in that now I find them all over the place. Right. And, and I feel uplifted and held and nurtured by them. And that's definitely given me more peace to be able to function in my yeah. life. Um, so yeah, we just, 
we hope you're here for it. You know, <laughs> we love the little community that we've been building and we just love that new people are showing up and, and new people are willing to share their stories with us too. Yeah. I think that's like one of the number one things when I, when people have talked to me about the podcast is they're like, I love hearing other people's stories. And I agree. That's a big blessing. Um, and I think something I love is being able to hear other people share their stories. Um, so this coming season, we are excited to have, uh, more conversations, some that are deep. I know some of them have been really heavy and we've gotten feedback about that of like, okay, we've, we've covered some pretty heavy topics and we acknowledge that. And so hopefully we can bring some fun aspects back into it as well and find some balance, but, um, yeah, we're, we're just excited to continue, continue the conversations, continue these, this community of connection. So I mentioned earlier that Luke and I are moving to Portland. I had a baby that was exciting. Um, I will say, so I had a C-section with Sawyer because she was a big baby. Um, and they were worried about shoulder dystocia, I think is what it's called. Um, and so I ended up opting for a C-section, um, and then really wanted to try for a V-back with Stevie and luckily was able to have one, but boy, oh boy, (laughs) that is a wild ride childbirth. My goodness. One, the crazy thing is that like, I personally had an epidural, so that was very relaxing, very nice. Like didn't take like all, like I could feel when I was having a contraction, but I just think it's so funny that it's like my doctor's in there my nurse is in there and between contractions and pushing, you know, we would like, I'd push. And then like 10 seconds later, I'd be like, okay, so like what restaurants do you like to eat around, around here? You know, like <laughs> that's the conversation we had as I'm birthing my child, you know? So it's just funny. And then, man, those last two pushes, they talk about the ring of fire. Like it's wild. It is wild. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I can't believe this is normal that for centuries of time, this is how we've brought every single person, like almost. We just keep doing it. Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's wild. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, it is a little weird to me since I've had two C-sections that I like never experienced that and I won't like I've done, I've chosen, like I've suffered enough and, (laughs) but, um, it's just where, yeah, I don't know what a contraction feels like. And you know, it, that's, that is weird, but that's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That was, I carried, I carried two babies at a time and all my organs got real squished. Yeah. Extra squished and extra squished. And that was not natural. And then I had another baby 15 months later. So I'm good. Like (laughs) um I will say too, this is just like funny because like I feel like we're doing like big life updates. It's been like so long. So when Uh so originally we had named Stevie Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then we were in the hospital for two days and it's so funny. Cause like Luke nor I could call her by her name. Like we could not call her Brooklyn. 
We just felt like really off about it. So we, I filled out all the paperwork and we thought we were going to be able to go home and Sawyer was really kind of having a hard time. So Luke went home to like, go spend some time with her. And Sawyer kept calling her Stevie. Even when I was pregnant, he would call her Stevie. And so when we told Sawyer that her name was Brooklyn, she was like really confused. She's like, Brooklyn, like what? Um, and so Luke was at home and he calls me, he's like, are we sure her name is Brooklyn? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. This is a lot of pressure. And so he came back that night. We talked about it. And I'm like, well, I already filled out all the paperwork, you know, it's so like, the, and we had already told our families what her name was. And so there's like a lot of stress. And then that night was just like the worst night in the hospital. Stevie wouldn't settle down. She was wanting to nurse every like five minutes. It felt like and the nurses kept coming in and out. We were exhausted. And so the next morning we were both just like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally exhausted. And we were both just like crying. And so we're like, okay, let's just say a prayer and like, see if we feel anything. And so I start saying the prayer and I was just like, really honest, like, okay, we named her Brooklyn, but like, we're not feeling that. And this is what we're kind of, we're, we're considering Stevie, like, please help us to have some direction here, confirmation. And it was really interesting that right after we finished the prayer, Luke's like, okay, on the count of three, we're, we're going to like say the name. And so he's goes like one, two, three. And we both said Stevie, her name is Stevie. So that was pretty cool. And Luke is, he's such a good man, but he just was really emotional. And he, he, he had never had an experience like that, where it was like very clear of like, no, this is her name. Um, mm-hmm. And so he brought Stevie home and Sawyer was a little confused. Cause she's like, her name was Brooklyn Stevie now, you know, but once she met her, oh my gosh, she just, she just loved her. And then it was hard for a little while. Like we're two months in and it was hard for a little while. So I had a really hard time adjusting. Um, and, and now we're at that stage where she just like loves her so much that she's like kind of smothering her. So we're like, trying <laughs> to find that balance. But well, lady, She's good. like big enough that like she can let out a proper scream and like kind of lift her head a little bit like yeah and kind of protect herself to a certain like a little bit better than yeah newborn yeah. newborn stage but i i think one of the things you said like before just that part of like the spiritual like feelings that you had was that sawyer and stevie were going to have a really special relationship and like yeah it was there are two S girls, like, yeah, like, Sawyer, Stevie. Yeah. That was like a big consideration for us as silly as it sounds. We kept saying like Sawyer and Brooklyn and we're like, that just like does not fit. And so we would say like Sawyer and Stevie, like, yeah, it just like goes really well together. And, um, yeah, we just both felt really strongly that part of the reason why her name was Stevie is because it was about this special bond that she was going to have with her sister. And it has proven true. They are Anytime Sawyer like walks in when she wakes up, Stevie just gets the biggest smile. Um, it's really sweet to watch. And they're cute, cute sisters. So it's been fun. I love that. And Stevie is like a dream baby. I mean, I don't mean to brag or anything, but she was sleep- she's sleeping through the night already. She pretty much was sleeping through the night. I was the one that was having to wake her up because my boobs hurt so bad. So. I just, I have a lot of like, 
rage <laughs> that <laughs> some people just their babies are just born right <laughs> they just like figure out life right away like my my kids still my kids still like Gavin has been coming in our room again and he was sleeping through the night pretty well or at least taking himself back to bed after the one time and he's just like remembered oh yeah we have cushions I can make a bed on the floor like and he's just been like popping back up mom are you still there is there room for me now no there's never been room you're huge <laughs> Is there room for me now? No, there's not. There's never going to be room. There's mom and dad are getting bigger, and you know Parker is a sly little fox that it just like weasels his way in there at some point. So we had a few like good weeks, like where they both the boys were like pretty much sleeping in their beds all night. It's broken. It's broken again. Like why? Why? Why can't I? We just get sleep. That's why I medicate. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry you don't have a dream baby like me. Maybe they'll be dream teenagers. Is that my gift? Is that like, I mean, that's what? what people say. They say either get really good babies and then they're horrible teenagers, or maybe you get a bad baby, but like dream teenagers. So maybe we're in for it. I, I mean, Sawyer is already pretty sassy. So Charlotte, I'm already like Charlotte and I need to go to therapy. Like we're going to have the worst relationship. <laughs> she just thinks she's allowed to have an opinion and like she is allowed to have an opinion no she's not (laughs) like you will go to bed no I won't like you will go to timeout never like she's just like so defiant right away like no I will not like are you new because you're supposed to do what I say because I'm an adult I'm I'm the mom (laughs) Uh, I'm, so, I'm supposed to have control. You're supposed to learn things from me. <laughs> oh, sweet mercy. Well, on that we're note, alive. <laughs> we're alive. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about the things that came out of the mouth of I babes. I mean, I've been really stocking up on some good stories, but um, oh, I'll, I'll share this one. So this was probably like the second or third week um, after Steve. No, actually. It was, okay. So it was probably like a month in. Yeah. Probably like a month in after we had had Stevie and one day Sawyer was having a particularly difficult time. And she says to me, I want the baby to go back in your belly. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shoot. Like, <laughs> How do you explain that? And it kind of caught me off guard because, you know, she had been like, loving it. And then it was like this quick turn of like, wait a second. I am not a fan of this. Like, why is this baby staying? Um, she was like, send her right back where she came from. And I had to sadly explain that's not quite how it works. (laughs) (laughs) We're stuck with her. Oh, it's so funny. Um, so a few nights ago, we, the kids had all like gotten into bed and, I was like, oh no, we haven't had prayers yet. And I was like, Charlotte, come into the boys' room. She's like, no. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna fight with you. It's like, boys, come into Charlotte's room. Let's have prayers. And Parker yells out, Oh, come on. I'm trying to get some Z's here. <laughs> uh, like, trying to get some Z's here. Like, 
the way he just lisps everything trying to get some z's heel oh it was just so funny i just was dying and i was like where do you hear these things and my kids have been quoting movies a lot lately too and there's just been some real gems where we're like what (laughs) where did you oh it's from the spongebob movie like oh of course, it'd be something as ridiculous as the SpongeBob movie. So, so that came out of Parker and Gav- Did Parker and Gavin end up coming into Charlotte's room, or you know, the disease? I think some of them. I think Parker did, and I made him like repeat it like five times because <laughs> I just think it's so funny when he says things. And uh, I think Gavin may have stayed, so we had to pray loud. <laughs> I'm already in bed. Are you kidding me? tired can't we just go to sleep like when they're grateful for this day (laughs) yeah like from the other room (laughs) we hope yeah charlotte doesn't say like please bless us like we we hope for this we like we 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 would like this like like it's not that though yeah it's just kind of funny it's like the, the kind of the difference between santa claus and heavenly father it's kind of the it's same a, thing. It's a little blurry. It's a little yeah. blurry to them. Um, our list includes no nightmares and good sleeps and kind good days tomorrow. That's that's what we want. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like <laughs> that's pretty much uh, how our prayers go every night. So yeah. All right. Well, welcome to season two. We're glad you're here, and we hope you come back next week. And yeah, we hope things we to come. come. Yep. We'll, we'll try to show up next week too. keep our lives together. <laughs> yeah. If you are new and just starting out with us um, this season, we would love for you to come on our Instagram page, introduce yourselves at from the mouths of babes podcast. That's our Instagram handle. Um, if you're a returner, we're so glad you're back and we would love it if you would um, share that we've started a new season, maybe talk about your favorite episode, go and review and rate us. Uh, That's the way that we, you know, build our community. And so we hope that you will help us in that pursuit. Um, also if you keep showing up, we're really excited. We've got some awesome giveaways this season. So stay tuned for all of that. Bye babes. Have a great week.